مرحبا بكم في برنامج رجالة الأفلام. Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about how we will not leave Taylor Negron, Jan Hooks, Elaine Stritch, and Richard Keel out of our attention announcement are purely for entertainment purposes only. Karen, you forgot Joan Rivers. Son of a bitch. I will have it be known that I was the one who reminded you that they didn't have Joan Rivers. Now, have, has there what? been an official yeah. position on why that didn't happen? Because she was never in a movie, right? Yes, yes uh, she was. Rabbit she was test. mentioned on their website. Oh, oh this fu- is a thing I heard that the number of people left out of the television broadcast were mentioned on the website. Didn't they have a whole other separate category like for the technical stuff for the other dead people that weren't there? Yeah, <laughs> Right. And they sent Mira Sorvino to give those away. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. You're on the internet. Oh. Oh, good. You've been mentioned on the internet. It's always she- the hottest chick in the room. Who was... They sent Margot Robbie this year, right? I believe to do the tech oh, awards yeah. with yeah, Miles Teller. Maybe. Yeah, always the hottest. You've been honored at the Oscars online. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. She would have so much to say about that, too. Mm. Oh, oh. Can we talk? <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. As season five rolls on, from deep down in our stomach with every inch of us, we pure, straight hate you. But God damn it, we respect you. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Funny or Die, PulpEpic.com, Stitcher, Player.fm, and of course, the MovieGuys.net. Absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, and if you do, still... No charge. Look at that. Free. You're ubiquitous. You would think one of these days inflation would catch up with us. It just hasn't. You guys are fast like Bruce Jenner used to be It is. The price has doubled. Yet still free. Still. Uh, we're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's an internet radio station we're on. Basically, just search the movie guys on uh, Google, Yahoo, or... Bang! Bang! <laughs> and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. And I'm Ned Niederlander. Oh. Bart Caius. By the way, I was being sarcastic. And Karen Volpe. I'm a pizza. I'm a pizza with lots of gooey cheese. Joining us the whole program is a great friend of the show, an actor who's appeared in the likes of World Trade Center and Matchstick Men, as well as TV shows like Scandal and Huge, Stony Westmoreland. Is I, I wish I had a funny thing to say. I'm just... I'm just oh, I should have prepped you. Yeah, I'm, sorry. Just, I'm just me. Oh, say something funny now. I, 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 yeah. That's what that I got. Lovely. That's Stony got. has been in the old videos we did. He did the live show with us. Yep. He's been here before. But as a co-host, and our guest, I would say, would be, would have been Tom Avermatt, right? That the, is correct. Yeah, who's the Oscar nominee for Best who, Short Film. Who, who's back in town. Oh, cool. Yeah, just yeah. as a side note. That everybody. was our first what? Oscar nominee, it, and perhaps our only. Am I right? Uh, on the show? Uh, on the show? Oh. What did, that's probably where right. was Tom from? Uh, you, oh, you weren't here. That's why Stoney was filming. Oh, okay. He uh, had a short film. Uh, that's ah. right. We had that. Well, that was Stoney's nominated. been on the show enough that I like to call him Stoney the Stalwart. Stalwart. Is that a stalwart? Stalwart? Is it like stalwart? A stalwart? Stalwart? Yes. Stalwart. It just sounds like something you could catch at Disneyland. Stalwart. 
What is it? I have schmuck a, I'm smuck. hearing you say WNBC, but in my head. WNBC. Oh, I should I'm also mention uh, later in the show, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Stoney's first venture into directing a film. Ooh. He will be joined out. by the screenwriter of the film, Mark Elias, who will also be here a little later Very in the show. Very cool. So we have two new films to talk about uh, today as we preview what's coming up in theaters. It's kind of our thing, right? I suggest every week, come back to us. We'll prep you for what's coming up in the, and get, give you the lowdown on what's new in theaters. New this week, Focus. Not sure if that's a sequel to Super 8. It's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the name of it again? It's Focus. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I lost a little focus. We must focus. I wasn't paying attention. Don't put Says your mouth in the microphone. Uh, You'll get stalwarts. <laughs> 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 Says here it's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels for the Twitter generation. We'll find out. But uh, <laughs> first up... Good morning, Dr. McConnell. Good morning, James. This whole process started with the Lazarus Serum. The goal here is simple. Serum. Bring someone back from the dead. In a trailer. That one. In three, two, one. We have serum! <laughs> yeah. Now, I might not know how to pronounce stalwart. Yes, but you can say... But I can say disambiguation. Oh. Which is actually what the Lazarus effect is based on. I don't know why I know that. I looked it up in reviewing this, but there's something called disambiguation, which is the Lazarus effect, which I heard was the uh, working title of the movie. Lee, stop showing off. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I had to make up for the stalwart. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Disambiguation. The no, theory of what? disambiguation that means is to the... die and come back. Well, oh, I don't know. You just looked it up on Wikipedia, and it says yeah. disambiguation next to everything on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disambiguation. This must be about this movie. It's not really the name of the movie they were going for. What? No, but it, okay. but if you look up Lazarus Effect, it is a it is a uh, theorem or theory or formula of physics. Parenthetical disambiguation. I oh my God! You just use parenthetical. Will you stop I don't, it? I don't believe anything you just Me said. Me either. Is true. I agree. I think you made the word up. You're full and I think because I don't think that I mean because everybody knows the Lazarus effect is like a Jesus thing, right? Now Bruce Jenner, they're removing his parentheticals? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, women, we had a conversation about Bruce Jenner. Don't have the show. I think they're just moving the parentheticals around. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're still there. Do. They're just reshaping them into closed brackets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. As March Madness approaches. No man ever cuts off his parentheticals. <laughs> They don't commit that much. Uh, there were a bunch of people in San Diego who wore those sneakers and wore purple and cut their parentheticals off. Oh, wait, off did they cut the parentheticals off? Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they were going. They're going to take a ride oh. on the comet. Wow, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you didn't need parentheticals on the comet. No, it's disambiguation. I was just getting <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, that's when you die due to a loss of blood, right? Disambiguation? That's sanguination. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Lee, are you, you drank a Red Bull. completely sanguination. Paul, cut all this out. Wait, are we talking about a movie? Well, it's, That's how we do it. I oh. want to talk about uh, a set of movies, the okay. Oscar movies. And before we talk about the Oscars, which were last weekend, I want to talk about Rotoflix real quick because the season wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And Karen, last week, oh. or a couple weeks ago, when we last talked about Rotoflix, was like, oh, there aren't any changes. You know, mm -hmm. and it's true. They're, they're, Rotoflix is fantasy football for movies. And she played movies? Ghostbusters. Was yeah. that nominated? Well, Dude, I moved up. up. <laughs> I moved up a spot. I'm just oh. saying. So the point is. You Thank pick you, movies that Sandra you think are going to win awards, and you gather points throughout the season yeah. until uh, after the Academy Awards, and you see how many people have. And then uh, I, the problem is if you get a bunch of stinkers, you're kind of stuck with the points and the movies you have till the end, and if they don't get nominated for anything, you're in last. I won by a point oh. mm -hmm. after the Oscars, because the Oscars are the most points out of anything. And this dude, uh, my friend John from high school... Buddy of mine, thank you, Facebook. We reconnected. He is in the league, and that guy just made a made a run, but I beat him by a point. 
Rotoflix.com. That's with an X. Uh, <laughs> your boyhood didn't do as well as everybody hoped. I'm sure whoever played, did you ever play boyhood? Which is why I would have killed him. But he had Birdman, ah. and then yeah. you know, I will tell you that I I ran out once I heard that American Sniper was getting um, a lot of love. I ran out and I got Dead Fake Baby, and I added that yeah, to my they roster. They put Fake Baby on the. Uh, oh, that's on, good. As a. Uh, as a contender, as a draftable. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't yeah. know, there's a thing. That I guess he's when he's holding his child. It's quite fake in one scene. I didn't catch it. But, <laughs> I didn't uh, either. But I've seen the clips. and I'm like, why didn't I see that? Was it, uh, <laughs> was it a first edition child? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was the Iliad's child. Oh, nice. First edition. Uh, but last weekend nice. was a huge one for movies. They gave out the Academy Awards. Always a religious experience for me. Birdman won four, including Best Picture, Director, and Original Script. The Grand Budapest Hotel won four, and Whiplash won three, leaving every other film uh, that won anything a solo winner. Thoughts? Where do you want to begin? With the Oscars. <laughs> the fact that a superhero uh, movie won. Well. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, Essentially. That's yeah. What? Oh, Birdman? Birdman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. two goofy comedies were the number two. I mean, they never reward comedies. I think that's so cool. But anyway. No, what I want to talk about is the Best Actor Award, because yeah. I think we've had conversations about whether or not you should get an award for an impression or doing an impersonation, which I think is cheating. I don't think, I, I think Jamie Foxx did very good as Ray Charles, but he did an, he did an impersonation of Ray Charles. And by that logic, um, Jim Carrey should have won, because I think his Andy Kaufman was dead on. But... And Fred Travelina should have been nominated hundreds of times, right? <laughs> he should have been the, the most awarded actor in the history of the world. Um, and, and I, I kind of want to fold this into an argument that I've had um, with the editors on our show about how I honestly just don't understand how you can award a, uh, an uh, Oscar for Best Editor when you don't see the source material. I was this gonna, will be I was an gonna, argument. This will be an argument later on. I was going to tweet that to you when I was going to tweet that yeah. when when the they nominated the or they they claimed the Best Actor. I say I to be in honest. I haven't seen all the raw footage, but because you know, but you know they haven't as well. But that's actually the point I want to make, which is, um, um, what's his name? Won the the best actor for Stephen Hawking, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Now, arguably, he's doing an impression of Stephen Hawking. I, I don't think so. So let me just chime in for just one second. So it's one. I thing, have a much bigger point to make. Stuff. This uh, is Stone, uh, Stony Westmoreland, uh, the most working actor in the room. Working. So let's hear what you have to say. I, did, I well, thank you very much. Uh -huh. I, no, I just want to say there's a difference between doing an impersonation and doing a. Uh, taking that that person and embodying that person. So I don't know that when I see Jamie Foxx, I don't think to myself, my God, that's just like Ray Charles. I don't think that. I think, oh, I, maybe I do think that. Maybe I'm full of shit. Well, <laughs> this is what I I'm thought. chimed in. This is what I thought about. <laughs> no, but you have a source. You have a, a, a starting point. And, and to me, as an actor, one of the biggest challenges is how do you bring to life a character that may or may not exist? And as an are, actor, I think that it's easier to bring to life somebody that doesn't exist because you can't check. Well... But then you can also check against how successful that was. Can we, hold, 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 I know but you have this, a bigger point. I, know I do have a bigger point. I, I know. I keep interrupting. What about that movie? Do you guys remember that movie where five or different five different people played? Uh, oh, yeah, the one. Nixon? No. No, no, no. Across the universe. Across the universe. No, not Bob Dylan. The Bob Dylan movie. I'm not here. The I'm imagine. still not here. The Imaginarium of Dr. Pornet. I'm also <laughs> still not here also. <laughs> All right, so, but in that movie. That was a really good one. Yeah, and Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan in one of those, you know, I think they had like five little sections of it. Was yeah. she doing Bob Dylan? No, she wasn't. She, she was, was doing. Confused with Bob yes. Dylan. She was taking the persona, not even the persona. She's taking. That's an interesting essence? argument. That's a good argument. Essence. That's a good word. That, Karen. that movie is the, she was is the one the to. Yeah. Discombobulation. Well, that's not the wrong word. Disensanguation? <laughs> yes. No, Disembodiment? Yes. Oh. Um, she was no. quite the stalwart in that. <laughs> 
no, but this is going but really to that well. Point, to that point, I, I would say that that's more of a of, of a choice than just doing an impression. I see Jamie Foxx's Ray Charles as an impression. I see Jim Carrey's Andy Kaufman as an impression. But let me make the, the final point. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is Go that ahead. when Eddie Redmayne won, much like, and this is, uh, I'm trying to not be as circuitous as possible, but much too, like. Too late. Yes. You much thought it like, took too long for him to wink his acceptance speech? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> Much like the the Oscar for Best Editor, where you don't see the source material, and I argue that it's hard to determine editing when you don't know the source material, you could almost make the argument that Eddie Redmayne deserves this Oscar when you understand his process. So I learned this about the making of that movie. So he needed to be Stephen Hawking in the various stages of degradation throughout his life at multiple times during a single day. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an amazing acting job. He would start the day off as a completely broken down Stephen Hawking, break for lunch and then be the guy at 22 years of age and then break for dinner and go back to a guy in between that stage. But your argument is he's just doing impersonations whether he's but what doing I'm it at saying, that point or not. But what I'm saying is when you see his process, you understand how much acting actually went into that. So now that. you're saying that was so acting? So I'm coming back around, which you didn't let me get to. You kept interrupting. I'm, I'm not going to let you diss my ambiguation. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm coming back around to sometimes if you see the process behind it, regardless of what it, whether it's a, a wholly uh, created character or an impersonation, sometimes it helps to see the process behind how they got there because I think Eddie Redmayne did so much more acting than anyone else, regardless of how good that performance was when you understand what he had to do on any given day as so an actor. So you're just saying uh. I agree with the Oscars. Wait, so yep, so no, whereas, whereas maybe a Bradley Cooper might have played one or two Chris Kyles, he played 10 or 12... Uh, you know, uh, within the same day, he had to play various stages of, of Stevens' existence, but, which I thought was amazing. But even if that film were shot in continuity, yeah, directly in order, all the yeah. way through, uh, you know, the 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 day that uh, you know he he found out from the doctor that he had ALS isn't on tape for the guy to study. Like he still has to go. Oh, okay, I still have to embody that day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the argument against that. Is like, yeah, there's there's the imperson- there's the there's the Johnny Carson for the Johnny Carson biopic, but it's not on tape the day he got his divorce from his third wife. You know, to study. Yeah. So you can't quite do an impersonation of the drama of that day. Yeah, as an actor, I think you have to. I'm well, my, my my point is simply that. that there was no consistency in his day, and he had to maintain. But that's it. a but that's that, a good point. No, but it isn't a good point because that's true about every actor, yeah. every story. You well, get a, true, you true. get a script from beginning to end, and you shoot it out of sequence, and you're playing the into the thing when the baby is dead in the same day you're playing the day the baby's born and the baby lives for 12 years in between how in the hell how in the hell is that any less than what he did any, mm. any actor ever does quite frankly i think bill murray should have gotten it because he had to act with a kid so i like to deflate the whole thing no what? it's too late nope. karen already did you can't <laughs> <laughs> you can't thank uh, you you can't uh, you can't know who the best actor is unless they're all playing the same part. Well, that's that's a good point too. Yeah, I agree. That's a very Bart point, actually. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. How do we? I mean, we won't know who the best actor is unless they all play Stephen Hawking. See who's best. I, I would love to see that. I just like. <laughs> I'd I, love to see J.K. Simmons as Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I I just like to say Parker. exactly <laughs> Parker <laughs> that that J. Jonah Jameson won. Now, that's as, that's a, the most amazing as thing, a right? comic book fan, and that and that of the best actors, yes, Rocket Raccoon did not win, but the Prince from Jupiter Ascending did, uh, and also I know we were all very disappointed that the CEO of in RoboCop did not win for Birdman, but I'm just happy that all these people also played something completely kooky and goofy in, in a sci-fi movie as well this year. Now you don't mean Dan O'Hurley from 1987's RoboCop, do you? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Nice pull, okay, though. Okay. I like that. That's that. very nice. good. Ben Hurley. <laughs> wow. The singing cowboy? <laughs> A lot of people said the uh, ceremony itself was uh, lame. Yeoman's work is the way I describe it. <laughs> And, it Robert, was, it and was, Robert Yeoman was nominated for Best Cinematographer for Grand Budapest Hotel. But I, th- I thought it was a very serviceable uh, presentation. Nothing great, nothing horrible. We needed to get these things done. It needed to happen this year. We got a guy who was very serviceable as host. We went through it. We got it done. Everyone's got their awards. Moving for on. an entire room full of the best creative and acting minds, and everybody in that room is fan-fucking-tastic. It's not that good of a show. They're always no, aiming for know. remarkably serviceable. They yeah. don't want to go great because people complain. Like if oh. they have that really great, then it's just too great in a certain way, then they get complaints. So they go, they aim low some years. I wish. So they really kind of go for exceptionally oh. serviceable. This is what they should do. You know how they have the person who won the year before as best actress, best actor, then they come back and they do the next one. Whoever wins for best director, then they should come back and direct the next Academy Awards mm. in whatever style. Oh. So if it's Wes Anderson, everybody's wearing oh. plaid. Shoot I would love to see a shot. Wes Anderson Academy right? Awards oh, program. That's oh, that'd be that's a really so good that idea. whoever wins, idea, they direct the next performance of the Oscars. Be a lot of tracking shots and drums. Screenwriter also gets to write the script. Yes, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> write all the jokes. Yeah, so it's really it, funny. The screenwriter the Wes for, Anderson like, Schindler's List would yeah, exactly. be so Dude, sad. Dude, a Wes Anderson movie won all these awards yeah. at the stuffy ceremony. How great was that? <laughs> like, like all the really stuffy movies just kind of got shut down. Like they gave a little lip service to, uh, you know, the ALS, and they gave a little lip service to, to Alzheimer's Selma, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Selma. But really, the kooky comedies and the, and the, I mean, Birdman's a goofy movie. It's it's a goofy movie about a guy. Who, it's the very first shot is a guy floating, and there's you know, in his underwear. Yeah, you know what? Uh, but in to said, smells like balls. That was good. It was I'm good. Exactly. I'm good. Um, Paul and I, this is so bizarre, but Paul and I went to a Lyle Lovett concert on Monday night, and we went backstage to talk to Lyle and some people we know. And when we were there, Michael Keaton came out of Lyle's oh, dressing room. That's just awesome. Right there. Personally, you, you laid eyes. On, Did you on yell Birdman or Batman? Well, Paul was doing everything he could not to freak out. I mean, he was right next to us. Awesome. You didn't say 220, 221, whatever it takes? <laughs> Draw from a beer and then a scotch? Oh, nice. <laughs> Pros. Okay. You're all pros, right? <laughs> Tit. Two tits, right? Tit. Two. Shun. To say no. Wait, to forget that part. You said I didn't know what doing this word. Boom. You like a Snickers bar? Or like a frozen Snickers bar? Hey. Speaking of guys who are hilarious, uh, does this Eddie Murphy just not want to be funny anymore? Between Saturday Night Live and the Oscars, it's not that he's bad. He came out and he did a great job of presenting a thing, but no funny. He he, he just seems pissed him? that we're we, we're not we're, that we're recognizing him for uh, comedy and acting and not his singing. He That's must really love it. his singing, right? <laughs> That's, That's what it is. Show up at the Grammys. If he shows uh, up at the Grammys, I bet he's happy as hell. Hold on, yeah, you right. know my you know my philosophy. <laughs> I, I I stated this philosophy on the show, uh, a live version of the show. It was cranny cock that sucked every funny thing out of him. <laughs> oh, <interesting>. Once <laughs> you go cranny cock, you're not funny anymore. Interesting. Please, transgender, transgender. Now, that's the, a good now the only, That's true. The only other person, the only person that stands against that is I still think that uh, uh, Hugh Hugh Grant is really dreamy. very funny. It's funny. It's really I dreamy. agree. He well, is you know dreamy. What? He's but, every but bit British. as funny as he used to be. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> he's very funny. Maybe, I'm saying maybe the British, because they are who they are, and it is the language that foreigners speak. That it is <laughs> and aliens and aliens. That maybe they're immune to training cock. <laughs> Well, Paul, can you go find out and let us know? <coughs> I've built up an immunity to Trenny. To Trenny Cock. Michael Keaton. My cocaine. That's right. My He's... cocaine. Oh, wait. It's time for also, real quick. Yes, the Snubbies. Oh, the oh. Snubbies. I mentioned the Snubbies in my Oscar rant on the website, themovieguys.net. But um, you could make a whole 
group of winners this year in yeah. every category, you'd be perfectly fine with. Oh, then and they didn't get nominated. Hey, don't you wish the? I, I don't know if you ever know you're going in here, but don't, don't you Shout wish that out. the? Uh, don't you wish that the voting for best song had happened after that performance? That was the best part of the entire show. Was was uh, everything is awesome. Oh, really? You didn't like Common and Legend, Ben John Legend, for oh, the Selma I'm sorry, song? What did, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Yeah, I don't know if I <laughs> can you, agree. Oh, really? With Were you that. being facetious? I think no. that song's better than that performance. Oh, really? God, yeah. I, everything is awesome. I thought it was just an amazing. It was fun. Yeah, that's my pick for best song. Just that's a great song. I didn't as, like the as performance. As great as a Selma tune is, it's just an end credits tune. And when the song doesn't mean anything to the movie, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge mm. fan. As great as that song and that performance was, I'm a fan of everything is awesome. Winnie Stoney is, is absolutely crucial. perplexed. I don't fucking understand anything that you guys are saying about this song. I'm the only one in the room that have kids. And, and, and let me just tell you something. That's awful. That's oh, yeah? Awful. And watching the guys, it's awful. I didn't like all the spinning. I didn't like anything about no, it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Maybe it was just, nothing. I like I like the fact that Adult Swim seemed to invade the ceremony for a second. In, in, in the ceremony where nothing random happens, the, everything random happened in that performance. And the performances are always just completely austere and everything. I just, I guess I like the randomness, but yes. the, the I liked it better than Julie Andrews' tribute with uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah. I thought that was okay. Yeah. That was that was an odd thing for a ceremony that goes over time. Like, yeah, what that, are you shoving it this went in over for? time by exactly her three yeah. songs. Wait, in but that let's montage. go back to the snubbies because okay. yes. you're talking okay. about songs that were nominated. Sorry, never mind. Here, like, what if Best Picture went to Gone Girl? We all okay with that? That'd be great. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler been good too. What if David Oyelowo won Best Actor? I would. Uh, these mm. these are classic moves. He's doing an impression. Well, no, well he's doing an impression. Well, those but, are classic Oscar moves. Um. Not to get too political about it, but too the late. snub was that there weren't enough African American actors or any representation really of color in the in the awards. And when can we just have a uh, have a discussion about David Oyelowo not being nominated just because he didn't get nominated? Jake Gyllenhaal really could have been nominated. I mean, that was a great performance. We're not talking about it in other any other social terms well, yeah. other than he just didn't get nominated. Well, yeah, those movies don't get that. I mean, it's that everybody's decried a lack of patriotism because uh, American Sniper didn't didn't uh, sweep the Oscars. But you know, maybe it, maybe it just didn't deserve you know, it. Birdman or, was a pretty good movie. American Sniper fans also. I mean, you know, there well, is something about the art of it too. You but know? American Sniper made you know three hundred million dollars. Yeah, made, but made Star Wars won. So it's winning the ultimate award. award. Was an Avatar Best Picture or something? Something or? Didn't win. Oh, what some? Oh, Titanic. Yeah, there's a big. I, I heard a thing on the Sometimes. radio. I heard a radio uh, thing on the radio talking about the the number of people of color in the uh, academy, and I think it's ten percent. I think is what the lady on the yeah. it was on it was on NPR. Yes, that's right. NPR. Yeah. Know the enemy. We're smart. Exactly. We're smart people. Listen. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, but ten percent. And they were talking. We need to increase that number. We need to increase that number. We need to increase that number. And I and I maybe I'm wrong, but the number. And I think when they talk about members of color, they're talking about uh, uh, black folks and uh, not other. Uh, you know, not like brown, not other folks, not, not other, other folks, colors. Yeah, they're not talking about Hispanics. They're not talking about you know Asians. They're talking about specifically black people. And I believe if you do a a, a number search of what the society is, our society is, is I think it's ten to twelve percent is black in America. Oh, and so I, I I look at that number and I think I mean I don't even think this way, but when the lady's talking this way, I think oh, so what number is the right number? What number? I don't know. When More. We, Moore's, I think Moore's. Yeah, always it's not the, the right House number. of Representatives, right? There, there's not <laughs> supposed to. I mean, I mean, obviously it's. Nice if there's a there's a correct representation. Well, I also, I mean, we could start talking. We're not going to. I mean, this isn't part of the topics, but we could certainly talk about you know black. But it's also art and crossover <laughs> and and films that are films and not things that are black film or white film or yeah. whatever. I mean, I, I I think that's a larger discussion that we could have. But I I also with you that the idea of I don't 
necessarily. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. He don't, just got snubbed. That's all. That's all that happened. That's right. all. Jake Gyllenhaal kind of got snubbed. That's all that happened. Right. Yeah, it's not the anti-Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. lobby in the in the thing. It just yeah, sometimes you get snubbed. Sometimes you know? there's a lot of people. In, in fact, in fact, people could say that's a wonderful amount of fairness that black people can get snubbed just as well as white people. <laughs> there I mean, you go. Yeah, there's equality there. <laughs> uh, I just want to, you know, what about the? I think that joke. Uh, the the half the people on this side of the room were this, and the <clears> other half were Oprah, and he tried to play it off of that she was rich. It's not that she was fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I missed that joke. That somebody first, said that. My first thought. Yeah. Wasn't that the joke? Yeah. Well, the joke is that she's rich, but no, he that wasn't the joke. He, no, he, it was. He didn't draw it out enough, and he did that twice. He didn't. He didn't set the table on that joke and, and re- reference the the finances enough. And his magic trick, he didn't set up. He literally just needed to say. I'd like to do a magic trick, and then we would all would have followed what was happening. But what happened instead was he started talking about it in terms of a magic trick, and we went, "Oh!" In our head, we kind of had to put together what he was doing. But in well, the, in reality, I, I'm telling you right now, I that's the only thing I thought when he said half this room. And then the <laughs> I other never half thought is, of that till right now. But neither did I, Gary. I, I didn't it was, hear that at know, all. Someone pointed that out the next day. I heard that as well. Someone someone said that. Like, did you? I knew it was awkward, but I thought it was because she didn't get the joke. Not yeah, because she's fat, fat. and she thought, (laughs) "Oh no, he he just called me fat." (laughs) So there's the fat. So there's the fat joke, race joke, Sean Penn, good or bad? Oh, the green card joke. He's friends with Inuit too. True. That's an inside joke to them, I guess. Well, I I took it as he's clearly being flippant. He's clearly not. Yeah. I mean, there there was no malice behind that. He obviously was trying to be funny. So whether it was a bad taste or not, but it wasn't an insult. No, it wasn't an insult. But it, but a lot of people are saying it was bad. Yeah. Taste. Well, because they're just jumping on the opportunity to 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 attack something like that. Yeah. Just like David Oyelowo just didn't get nominated. End of story. In fact, it was a remarkably apolitical Oscars, except that some people really wanted to make it so. There's no politics in Birdman or Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel or Whiplash. These are the least political yeah. movies of the year. The Ray, political movies didn't get any of the, you know. Yeah. And Ray Scalacci, who did an over did a once over of the telecast for the movieguys.net, said they they avoided Sony hack. They avoided mm-hmm. yeah. you know North Korea and Rogan and uh, yeah. all that stuff. They avoided a lot of big things they could have made jokes about and just kept it kind of light. I'd like to point out that right after Patricia Arquette's uh, speech about equality and, and women's rights and equal pay. I do believe the very next award that was given out was given out to a man and a woman team, and he used all the time on the yeah. microphone, and she got none of it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so like, so oh, equality, God. except for during acceptance speeches. Get oh, off, woman. Oh, that's man. Really there was also, do you remember this? This was kind of a big moment wow. people were talking about the next day. Oh, I should set this up. This is the uh, in memoriam. I don't know if you remember when they did this. Robin Williams. Mickey Rooney. Lee Caius. Mike Nichols. It's true. Remember, Lee Caius is dead. Bart Caius now. Oh, that's right. They gave a a shout out to 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 Lee I'm surprised they just didn't put him on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you made the telecast. Well, I'm no Joan Rivers, but, you know. (laughs) Thank you for that, Don't don't kid yourself, kid. In memoriam, your old name. (laughs) Lee is dead. Now, even Selma won an Academy Award for original song, as we were talking about. Probably, uh, for me, one of the highlights of the evening's broadcast and I'm not even a big fan of that song but it was just rather powerful but after a award season and after a 50 million dollar box office run this really is the last time we possibly could do a Selma bit on the show and have it be relevant right. so as a regular listener of the movie guys showcast you already know that we are first and foremost journalists and then entertainers <laughs> And that's why, and we prove it. And that's why we'd like to take a moment to make sure you aren't confused by some of the historical figures portrayed in the movie Selma, specifically that of a man named George Wallace. Right. Now, if you're like Bart, 
Then you might be thinking, George Wallace, black stand-up comic, veteran Vegas performer, been doing observational humor for decades. He's hilarious. But if you're like Adam, Stoney, Karen, myself, and a whole <laughs> lot of other people, then you're thinking, all oh, right, George Wallace, that insanely racist former governor of Alabama who's on record as saying that segregation is a good thing. Technically, we're both right. Oh. George Wallace was and is both a former racist governor from Alabama and a black veteran stand-up comic, but also two different people. So oh. how do you tell them apart? Well, that's where the movie guys come in as we play a real quick game of What You Talking About, Wallace? Uh, now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What time you ride for you? Flashbacks, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a few audio clips from uh, George Wallace. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Do we get to guess? Is this the game? And then you, ch- you get to guess, right? That's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Do we all get to guess or because I'm I, the guest, I get to guess? I, Everyone gets no, to guess. No, no, I'm just trying to monopolize the guessing because these other guys are going to guess faster than me. I'm not going to... You You're up. the guest. Something tells me this game you isn't going to be guessed. as challenging as yes. you think. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did lead into it as a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, okay, I'll go along. I'm sorry. I was You're not excited about a game. I'm competitive. Stoney, there are great prizes, though. I just like so. to get competitive. That's I all. I see. with the competitive. Jesus. All right, we're going to just try and guess which George Wallace said it. It's a pretty okay. simple premise. All right, now here we go. Here's your first clip. And they went into the little store, and one of them said, Captain, can you give us change for an $18 bill? And the old southern northeast Alabama mountaineer said to the Washington Club, I show can. Do you want three sixes or two nines? Oh. Oh, he's killing that, that that's crowd. A, he, He's so funny in Vegas, too. You should yeah. see his show. He's killing with that crowd, yeah. His <laughs> Vegas show is even funnier. So that, yeah, so that was George so Wallace. That's, that's, that's George comedian. Wallace. The comedian. The comedian. The comedian. Oh, I thought... Did you hear that, you hear that laughter? Oh. Sorry, no, oh, it's not. Laughter. No, that was, uh, that was uh, actually George Wallace... Uh, uh, that oh the comedian no you're right I'm sorry that is right hey! that was uh, some of the very early material from the Ed Sullivan show okay now this is why we uh, <laughs> very rare episode why we perform this service now to educate okay next clip here we go okay things you never see you never see homeless people in the country <laughs> you never see homeless people in the country with a sign willing to work for food and farmers are driving by going what the hell you think we're doing <laughs> okay, so that's that, clearly the governor. That's, that's, the governor. that's the governor. He right? talked political. about being out in the country. Yeah, yeah. he gets. Very he got all that farmer vote. Part of the farm bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the governor? What? Oh. No, wait. I take that back. I'm sorry. I, I, you guys are throwing me off. Did that that is from George Gov- Governor George Wallace's campaign speech when he ran for re-election. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 governor, yeah. trying to appeal to the heartland. That was oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Part of his pro-agriculture yeah. jobs platform. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. all right, here's another clip. And they are encouraging militants, activists, revolutionaries, and communists. Oh, I recognize his voice now. Break down of law and order, and that has been joined by a pure criminal element in our country. I think he used to have some of his cassettes. Oh, so that's um, that's that's the comedian. Well, no, wait a minute. No? That's not very funny. Can we listen to uh, it again, he Paul? killed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> just has got a style of it. And encouraging militants, activists, revolutionaries. Oh, revolutionaries. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a comedian. Militants and activists. That's a comedian. It's funny. Yeah. Some of it's a little dated, but it's still clearly a joke. Yeah, it is a little, da- little dated. <laughs> I, I think that everything that he says sounds like a Hitler speech. Are you saying the comedian? I'm saying the comedian. Comedian. Yes, comedian. Uh, sure. Here's another clip. <laughs> I know I need to go to jail for saying a lot of things I said tonight. Oh. But a lot of people need to go to jail. You know that? You know who needs to go to jail? People that pass you on the freeway and then go slower than you were going? Oh, people need to go to jail. Thank you so 
I so handle, right. I can't handle all this politics. <laughs> it's a transportation bill, right? <laughs> talking about, right. Oh, talking about probably, the, the HOV lanes, I, and you got to—it's oh, the transportation yeah, bill. Definitely. He's got it right. Because if you don't have a sticker on your car, that's kind of annoying. Even in yeah. 1960. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was a speech about the combination uh, crime and transportation bill he was trying to pass oh, yeah. in the nice. state legislature. He, yeah, he was well a done, notoriously <laughs> tough governor. Wow. Hey, wait a minute, Paul. This is all well and good, and I'm sure that all of our listeners truly appreciate the time and the effort that's been put into this little history lesson, but if someone wants to know which George Wallace said what, can't they just look at the guy? I mean, one is dead, a dead white governor from Alabama, and the other is a big black guy who just wrapped a 10-year run of stand-up shows at the Flamingo in Vegas. Hmm. Are you saying if we had pictures? I'm sure if you want to be lazy about it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what you're talking about, Wallace, everybody. Now the world don't move to the beat of this one drone. I saw a bumper sticker the other day. Uh, so weird. But I saw this sounds like such bullshit. But I saw a bumper sticker that said, I'm what Willis is talking about. I bet you could also tell which Wallace we're talking about just by the size of their penis. I'm, I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> I'll let you, you guys I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to leave that back. up to history. <laughs> I'll report back. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we all agreed earlier that uh, one of the best things about Birdman's run is that it brought Michael Keaton's career back to life, and we're all the better for it. Right on. Yes. But does bringing Robo-cops something... RoboCop's Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes. Need for Speed's Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> but does bringing something back to life always go well? That's the question posed by our first film of the new weekend, The Lazarus Effect. Mm. Adam, let's tell people what it's about. Okay. The Lazarus Effect is the latest film from Blumhouse Productions, the low-budget masters who have proved over the last few years that making a great movie doesn't require money so much as ideas, passion, and execution. Blumhouse has been scaring audiences since the ultra-low-budget paranormal activity, and recently The Purge, Insidious, Sinister, and scariest of all, for any artists in our audience, Whiplashed. Mm. In The Lazarus Effect, a group of medical professionals led by Frank, played by Mark Duplass, Devise a radical new therapy that can bring the dead back to life. What, what could possibly, possibly go right? <laughs> right? Right. That was amazing. That's a stalwart of you. Do I have papers in front of me? I asked for a goddamn script when That's I walked in the door. That's true. It is a running joke amongst only four people in this room. <laughs> I, like, I like that you went for it, dude. What I was going to say is what could possibly go wrong? No. Right? Oh, uh, I'm not saying you should change it. As if wrangling the undead wasn't enough to worry about. <laughs> Turns out that the university in which they are conducting their research decides to shut down their program. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret permission. <laughs> All of this leads to not-so-wacky consequences. Before they can, But before they can be shut down by billions of healthcare industry lobbying dollars used to raise congressional election campaigns from the dead, Zoe, played by Olivia Wilde, is killed in a tragic lab accident involving Mentos and Diet Coke while trying to film a Vine video for the lab. <laughs> it's the law in Hollywood that every actress has to make one horror film. So, Olivia Wilde, come on down. You're about to play Was This Role a Good Idea? Seeing her death as a waste of a perfectly good, prettiest woman in the world, they decide to bring her back to life. What, what could, could possibly, possibly go wrong? Exactly God as it goes in horror movies. Zoe is brought back to life, and that turns out to be bad news for the crew of mad scientists who don't catch the analogy when she looks at her shattered reflection in a broken mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Donald Glover from Community is along for comic relief. Thank goodness. Zoe, we can help you. Or maybe not. It's too late for that. You have no idea what you've done. But you will. 
will be. Spoiler alert, the black guy dies in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, there hasn't been a lot of medical advancements made in the field of bringing people back to life, as according to the trailer, it still looks like throwing a large electrical switch is still a critical part of the process. Dr. Frankenstein would be proud. Now, on December 17th, 2013, it was announced that the film would be released on January 30th, 2015, with Lionsgate set to to distribute it. I think it was called Disambiguation. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't test well. On November 4th, 2014, (laughs) relatively, relatively, Relativity Media acquired the film from Lionsgate and set the release date for February 20th. Last December, here's the final thing, it was then announced that the film would be released a week later than previously had planned on February 27th. So much like the experimental patients in this film, this movie will not die. CSI MIT reminds us of another <laughs> horror film which spells things out more thoroughly. Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> now that's how you fight evil. The Lazarus effect may cause drowsiness, <laughs> nausea, dry mouth, fatigue, and a sudden urge to ask for a refund. There you go. Yay! Side effect. All right, Paul. Go back to the top of page four. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. Uh-huh. And give me the the cue for the sound effect. You start from, it turns out, that the university. Oh, it turns out that the university at which they are conducting their research decides to shut down their program. Your theories are the worst kind of populist trite. Your methods are sloppy and your conclusions <laughs> are highly questionable. You, Dr. Venkman, are, are a, a poor, poor scientist. scientist. <laughs> but the kids love us. But the kids love us. <laughs> the kids. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, no sorry, yeah, there was an option to have a... Uh, Ghostbusters quote, and we didn't go for it. What? I did actually research. Woo! I couldn't find a good one online. I, my That's first, my first one. move was to that, but yes. I oh, double secret probation is what we got. <laughs> That's okay. Lee, you'll be excited to know this movie's from the director <coughs> of Jiro Bart. Thank you. I'm sorry, Lee is dead. <laughs> dead. Long live Bart. Long live Lee. Lee Daniels Bart. the Bart. Jiro <laughs> 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 uh, dreams of sushi. The same director. Oh, really? Weird? Yeah. Lazarus effect. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jiro. Doing a narrative movie. Have you seen Jiro? Uh, I have not seen oh, that. It's a great documentary. It made me both love sushi even more and want to go to Japan. Oh. Huh. Like, you those mean things lost are so in those things are like so unrelated. Like <laughs> like yeah. it's like I it's except, crazy. except that this is like classic the Blumhouse guys, somehow they find like they get all this quality. Like that guy's a good director. He had to sit mm-hmm. through editing. He had to you know, I mean, Jiro dreams of sushi. There's a lot of like decisions that had to go through him. So like to to get like guy a guy who's a name filmmaker but who's not being courted to do anything narrative and get him in here so there's like a level of quality. And then this cast. I, I this past, you know, this this past summer I did a Blumhouse. Uh, did you? What were you yeah, in? Yeah, a horror film. Uh, did I, you meet Blum? Jason? I, is it Jason Mr. Blum? Mr. Blum? Mr. Blum? I'll call in him the, Mr. Blum. I met Mr. Blum in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did this film. It's I, It started out being called Viral, but now I think it's called Pest. Oh. Yeah, cool. It's coming out soon. Coming I out think someday? so. Yeah, I got. I have. Yeah, I got to put. I get oh, cool. to have, have a little uh, reservoir of blood in my mouth. A, a little thing, and I had a, a trigger with a, a, a C two cartridge. So when I push it, I could literally open my mouth and squirt Were you three squirting? feet away. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. <laughs> squirter. I've, I've, been known, I've been known to squirt. I always thought that was a myth. <laughs> I've not run into it, but I don't do a lot. Just of like the female down orgasm. there. So hey. <laughs> 
happens. No, I like this. Sometimes. The sinister and sinister, uh, sinister insidious. Yeah, you're a big fan of those. I'm, yeah, I'm underversed on them. They're really good. They're really. Yeah. I mean, they're really just like he, he gets a lot of quality for a million and a half dollars worth of uh, Ethan Hawke. Well, <laughs> Insidious Three is coming out in May this year. So I mean, there oh, must I'm be. Oh, I'm excited. But I mean, May. That's like an upgrade, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I. I it, that's the thing is that some of the films get upgraded. Like The Purge was that. I think it was a February, and then I, that got upgraded too to kind of be. Yeah, the next one came spot. out in June. Yeah, because because they, they're proven successes at this point, and yet you know they made all that money on like it, the movies do not cost more than a million and a half dollars. They, they they put it all on the screen. They should have had the uh, Duran Duran do in in Insidious. Insidious. Nice. That'd been fun. See Insidious though the first the first two go back to back. It's so great. There's a bunch of stuff that happens in the first one that like pays off in the second one. It's it's impressive. I can't wait to see what they do with the third one. That's why we like you because mm. you do that for us. Mm. You check it out for us. <laughs> Give like, us a full report and come back. I don't like any of those movies. No, me either. I didn't like The Purge, but I'm I, again I haven't seen the other one. The Purge I actually, I actually, I actually, I actually, I actually enjoyed The Purge. I didn't. Like, <laughs> uh, but it's not Insidious. It's like opposite guy today. No, no, I didn't mention The Purge, but that's a Blumhouse production. Yeah. I didn't realize. No, I thought that at least had there wasn't horror film. There's something else going on there. There's other stuff I don't. But there's a level of quality to Insidious and Sinister that is not another horror movie. Today I not slapdash. I had a weird little moment with the. Um, optometrist she's very cool and she said what are you working on for the rest of the day and I said I have to go home and write movie uh, jokes for the birthdays of people that are having movie birthdays this week and she's like what do you do and I'm like well we do this show and she said well then tell me what movies are coming out this weekend and I had this weird Caddyshack moment with her I said well there's a Lazarus effect and then there is uh, focus and well you know Focus would be good for you. Uh, yeah, good for you. Yeah. Or I thought you were going to say, did you want to talk about the weather, weather. or are you just making an idle chit-chat? <laughs> All right, I want, to make, I want to get to our next bit, so uh, Stoney, just feel free to yell shit out there in the middle of it. Hey! Uh, for anyone... <laughs> are you waiting a minute? Are you saying that I... No, no, no. We no, love no. it. Just say whatever you want. Hey, you're part of like the five-timer club. You're like our Tom Hanks, totally. man. You can, you can yell out whatever you want That's whenever true. you want. We didn't know how you. to roll with the Thank punches. You. You Thank you. Don't know a friggin' script. You no one gave shit. me a friggin' script. Right, for anyone who doesn't believe that Project Lazarus or the Lazarus Effect are possible, believe it or not, it was recently adopted for use by several talent agencies in Hollywood, and the success is obvious to everyone who's watched the award season, especially the career really? of Michael Keaton. The first success ah. of Hollywood's Lazarus Project, or whatever. That's great. So, that led us to wonder, if we can bring back Michael Keaton, mm -hmm. there might be hope to bring back other actors. Oh. So, wow. we set up a Lazarus machine mm. right here mm. in the Admiral's Club. Oh, oh excitement brews right amongst us all. Oh, that's terrific. Wow. <laughs> I, no, I, I was kind of wondering what that thing was. <laughs> Look at it right there. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was larger than a bread box. Stoney, don't, don't put your lips on Don't it. put your lips on don't. that. <laughs> you can get your picture taken with it. <laughs> I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. <laughs> you watch your ass. <laughs> so, we have the Lazarus machine all set up, as everyone has let us know. It turns out to be most... As over-dramatized by everybody. Exactly. Look at that Lazarus machine. It's so much bigger uh, than yours. It's mostly beakers, but there's also a Jacob's Ladder electric arc coil, <laughs> a theremin, some coaxial cable, and a UHF knob from a Zenith television. Oh, good. You need all those things. And of course, a large switch to throw, yeah. right? We need that. And this all leads to a blank copy of The Hollywood Reporter, which I'll bring out here. Oh, this oh we great. Have, okay? All right. So nice. what will happen is uh, this will report the resurrection should it happen. If the oh. resurrection goes well, like the picture of Marty McFly, it, this Hollywood Reporter will fill in with good news of someone's career returning. So, All right. Who would we like to bring back? I'm excited. Mm. Uh, oh, oh we, should, we should bring back. Uh, the career of Burt Reynolds. Oh, you know, Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball yeah. Run, man. Paul, that guy needs to come back. Hey. Skullduggery. Like okay. Skullduggery. Yep. Skullduggery. Mm -hmm. We need some of his skullduggery. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All right, let's fire up the theremin. Okay, get that cat out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and throw the switch. Okay, open up the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Whoa, 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 wow. Something appeared. Ooh, Paramount sweet. Pictures is proud to announce that it has greenlit Fast and Furious 8. This time is a madcap cross-country huh. gumball rally comedy. Huh. Jason Statham, The Rock, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, and Michelle Rodriguez will return. But it's reported that Jason Statham will now sport a mustache and wear a cowboy hat and be aided by a jolly fat man. Oh, man. Huh. They just ripped off Cannonball Run and gave Jason Statham the Burt Reynolds part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe there's some kinks in the works. Uh, let's try. Let, let's try someone else. Okay. Anyone else get another? Uh... Oh, hey, you know who hasn't worked in years? James Dean. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He died. Uh, well, I mean, that will kill a career in, well, in, a, in a person, I guess. Right, but he'd be true. amazing. All right, but a real sure. boon to movies today. Maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Well, let's try. What could go wrong besides meddling in the forces of nature? All right, fire up the theremin. <laughs> get that cat out of here. <laughs> Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? Somebody check. Yes, Adam. Hey, check it out. Now, a new movie has appeared inside The Hollywood Reporter, just like Paul said it would. I can't believe this. This fall, Universal Studios will release Problem Child 4, Problem Grandpa. Oh, Oh, God. James Dean will use his real-life troubles to inform his character as a 300-pound drug-addicted racist old man who must must be brought under control by his son. He didn't even know he fathered? What the God. Man, they were right about the Lazarus machine making darker, scarier versions of these things. Yeah, I, I kind of miss the old James Dean that never aged and never lived long enough to be a racist. <laughs> Maybe we have to pick things more carefully. Okay. R- rule of threes, anyone? Rule of threes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's try it a third That's time. That's what Marty <laughs> DeMott taught me. <laughs> well, let's try it. I have an idea, Paul. Who's Who's gone so wrong in their career that we couldn't possibly well, mess up? there you go. Yeah. That's a safe bet. William Baldwin. Oh, definitely. All yeah. right, what All are right, they going to do? Mess go. up the legacy of Sliver? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up the theremin. Right on. Get that cat out of here. <laughs> and throw the switch. Don't he take sticky. it. It's sticky. It's really Where sticky. I'm going to push it. There it goes. You're getting a bigger and bigger lump on your back every time you pull that switch. What up? (laughs) Adam, open up the Hollywood Reporter. Okay, all right. uh, uh, Okay, this week, Relativity Media presents a remake of Flatliners, the 1990 film starring Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, and William Baldwin. The movie will be called The Lazarus Effect. Damn it to hell. We won. <laughs> that bit won. <laughs> Did that pay off for what, audience? It paid, right? You know, it paid off for me because I got in here earlier and put up that poster of Flatliners. Oh, shit, it's behind so, me. Spoiler. That's so funny. Spoiler alert. That's totally like in the horror movie where you bring something back to life and it's behind you. I didn't realize Flatliners poster was behind me the yeah. whole time. It's, ah, Jesus. It's, it's oh my right God. behind you. It's very <laughs> ominous the way they're. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's '90s hair. <laughs> <laughs> what in the name of Oliver Platt? Uh, some oh lines, some lines just shouldn't be crossed. No. Oh my God. Yeah, like like Kevin Bacon's '90s hair. My God, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all so Actually, young. before we get on to our next movie, if you could bring back any actor or filmmaker with the Lazarus effect, who would it be? John Candy. 
Oh, oh, God, that's a good call. I don't Moving think on. I can top that. I was going to say, uh, segment uh, over. Yeah. Moving on. Segment over. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> what? Well, because, and, and Stephen Lewis, uh, movie guy, obviously a huge SCTV fan. Man, he points out, when you watch SCTV, there are sides of John Candy that we never got mm-hmm. in the movies. Him being an asshole, him being like a shitty business guy, him being like a, you know, him being a jerk. You know, like he always was the jolly fat guy. And it's like, and you look at the SCTV and he plays like, 20 or 30 different characters. And, you know, orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, three uh, orange whips. Three. I'm, I'm talking hold, hold, Johnny wait. LaRue. Hold on, what, right. am I, what <laughs> if I were to say Peter Sellers? That is a good one. Are you going to say Peter? You're going to say John Candy over Peter Sellers? Yeah, because I, I don't really know much about product Peter product Sellers. Of timing for Karen. Yeah. yeah. I didn't grow up with him. See, well, I'm a little I'm younger sorry, than I'm you. I'm sorry, Karen. What are you saying? But saying. I would say, but I would say that, that you have lost some weight, though. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Bart. That's I mean, I just—I <laughs> would say that Peter Sellers got to explore a lot of sides of himself as an actor. Sometimes three times a movie, he would play three different versions yeah, of himself. So we bring John back to explore those parts he explored on SCTV. So it's it's bringing him back for a reason, for a purpose. Peter Sellers I'm, come back. Peter Sellers I, is I'm not trying to be competitive. No, Once again, I'm not a competitive guy, but I think... Well, no, you, I, you, take... you compare the two, so I was uh, I was forced into... I was forced into a corner, Stoney. I was forced into a corner. Look, look out behind you. <laughs> what oh what female actress would you bring back? Lauren Bacall. Oh, that's Kat, good. Kat, Catherine Hepburn. Oh, interesting. Catherine Hepburn. But see, Ingrid we had Lauren Bacall uh, for the last Ingrid 20 years. Ingrid Bar- Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yes. Mm. Too scary. Yeah, I, I meant that Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, she's more your type. Small, Petite, giant eyes. Long neck. neck. Yes, long, long neck. Long neck. Yeah, because, yeah, anime. Some, some people like Lauren Bacall, we had for the last 20 years, didn't do anything with her, right? Was yeah, she in true. anything for the last few years? Yeah. Not really. I'd like to bring that guy, Kathleen Turner, back. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. He's, he's already here. Yeah, he's not there. <laughs> All right, enough of this. Let's get on to our second Kathleen film of the weekend. Our second film has a big name, Will Smith. Ooh. It's Focus. It's described on Rotten Tomatoes as a crime comedy, although the comedy part isn't exactly something you get from watching the trailer. I'm sorry, Paul, but are we talking about the same movie? Because Wikipedia describes Focus as a romantic action film. Oh, really? Well, then maybe it's a crime action movie? Or a romantic crime film? Or maybe even a romantic comedy action crime film. Well, whatever it is, you're sure to be left wondering. Wondering what? Just wondering. All right, Bart, let's tell people what to expect. Zoom and who? Zoom and who. That is like Very the most nice. suggestive thing ever. Who's zooming who? I'm getting like zoomed in the bathroom. I just zoomed him. I'm ready to zoom again. When we last saw Will Smith, he was in After Earth, where he played. <laughs> Cypher Rage. That's awesome. Cypher Rage. I forgot. Uh. In Focus, or if you're reading the poster, Never Lose Focus, Will Smith plays Nikki, a veteran con man, you know, like you see in the movies. Nikki takes a young apprentice <laughs> under his wing to teach the art of the con. Oh, so it's a story about Will Smith introducing his son to the film industry. Uh. No, no, no. There's no Jaden, no, no Brayden, no Willow, Pillow, or Jada, or... <laughs> Hater. Or his 22-year-old son that nobody mentioned. It's just Will fucking Smith, and it's Hata about time. Smith. I love Hata Smith. <laughs> Nikki's, con, Hata. Nikki's con man life is thrown into turmoil when Jess, a woman from his past, mm. turns up to throw a monkey wrench into his current con, mm. grifting the owner of a munchy, monkey wrench factory. <laughs> or a munchie wrench. I want to go to the munchie wrench. Boy, you really blew that one. Yeah. Well, that's that a Bruce Jenner one. joke just waiting to happen. Just waiting to happen. We all let that one pass. That one went running right by. Now, Paul... We've said it before, and I'll say it again, that first and foremost, we're here to inform and then entertain. Con is actually short for confidence. Oh, what? what? Confidence man is someone who gains the confidence of their mark. Like, for example, 
the entire viewing audience of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for six seasons. Jess was trained to be a con woman by Nikki years ago and now returns, perhaps screwing the veteran in a con of her own. Who knows who's screwing who? Jess is played by Margot Robbie, who was last seen being screwed by Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. Here's a clip of when the two first meet. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Hopefully Margot Robbie does what she does best. Not wear pants. Oh boy. You might also remember Margot Robbie as this year's hot blonde Oscar presenter, or maybe her name really didn't matter. Well done, trailer. After watching three separate previews for this movie, we still aren't sure what it's about. What we do know is that every one of these trailers makes you want to see the movie, if for no other reason, to see if Margot Robbie gets naked. Mm-hmm. I will see this because when I see the Focus Features logo with the Focus Features font, I know to expect the level of quality. <laughs> and if it doesn't live up to Focus Features' usual quality, then I'll hold them responsible because of the similarity of the font and logo. Uh, Paul, I'm sorry to let you know, but I don't think this is from Focus Features. Lawsuit pending. Lawsuit pending. Lawsuit pending. Focus. See this at the Valley Plaza Six Dollar Theater, and you'll be yelling the title at the screen. There you go. Can I just can I just say one thing about that's a good joke? Can I say one thing about this film? It's a movie show. Gerald McRaney. Yes. Gerald McRaney. Is he? Major Dad. Major Dad. Yes. And Simon. Simon. F. Simon. And I just thought I, I thought you know I should throw Which that out Simon to the people. I think he was Simon. Okay. No, he was Simon. Yeah. Right, we was he the up. one that poured the water out of his boots Jesus at the end Christ. of the opening montage? I believe that he was. Stoney, you're just firing up arguments today. I think it was Simon. Let's just stick to that. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to be so controversial. Daddy, I just, what a reference, Jill McRaney. You nailed it. I think you've you. won the show. Oh, yes, I won the show. Beats <laughs> Dan O'Hurley, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. Wait, you know, it's too late. You can't have it back. I'm taking the fucking show home. What's your point? Okay. I have no point other than I really love him. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's all. I, guess and, you can and, I love Margot Robbie, and as much as we goofed on her, I feel bad goofing on her because she was super naked and super hot in The Wolf of Wall Street, but also really good. Also yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe there's someone that naked who like was a great actress. I, like, yeah. As she started turning into performance in that movie, I was like, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And Australian. And right. Harley She just Quinn. got hotter. Yes, and true. Harley Quinn in uh, Suicide Squad. Two upcoming movies. Wow. Uh, hmm. well, there you go. She's confirmed for two movies. Mm-hmm. That's Harley Quinn. One Suicide Squad and one who knows. We're still and to Jared Leto's Joker. There you go. Anyway, I'm talking to comic book fans. You've turned right it now. into stuff. Nobody in this room, really. <laughs> uh, uh, Bart pointed out something. Bart, is it? Yes. Bart yes. pointed out something here. Listen to Will Smith in this, uh, in this trailer. There's no room for heart in this game, it'll get you killed. And we've heard that before, really? haven't we? Give him a reason to stay. Wasn't hiding. That's ah. the deal. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Will Smith doing his best Vin Diesel. Well, they're both kind of black actors. I have a really terrible Vin Diesel story. Which are 10% oh, of the population. I really don't know that I can tell this story. Uh, don't fuck up your career. Why would you bring it up? I'll tell this story after the show. Yay! Tell it after he dies. Okay, it can go so online. This show, can, you can listen to it online. I don't know. I just, it's a dirty Vin Diesel story. Oh, well, this isn't like a morning zoo where we go, hey, we got something to tell you, but we can't tell you now, so tune in after the break. Oh, I want to tell it now. Don't tell it now. Oh, we're not teasing. What do you mean tell this, it. Is, what do you mean right, this so isn't it. a morning zoo? Right, so There's fart my... jokes galore. <laughs> All right. 
I've been pulling your finger for the past half hour. <laughs> it's not my finger. <laughs> Get that cat out of here. Uh, hey. <laughs> All right, just say it with different. Um, give it a different just name. Disambiguate. Like, okay. It. Oh, good. That was good. So I'm <laughs> at a, I'm at a club in New York. I'm I'm in a, I'm in the, one of these clubs in New York that don't have uh, like names or doors. Oh yeah. You know, you go in a door, you walk down some stairs, whatever. I'm with some people. Doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter who I'm with. Doesn't matter who I run into. But I have to go to the bathroom because I've been drinking. I go to the bathroom. I'm on my way back up the stairs, and I run into some little guy who is all over me. I mean, all over me, grabbing my crotch, grabbing what? My, I mean, like, all over me. And I'm, like, trying to fight him off. I'm going, hey, hi, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey there, hey, ho, were hey. You, were ho, you in a ho. gay bar? No, it wasn't a, it, no, oh. no, it wasn't a gay bar. So that's not. I go, <laughs> I, go, I, go back up to, I go back up to the people that I'm hanging out with. I go, oh, my God. I got fucking attacked on the, ba- on the, the steps on the way back on the bathroom. They go, oh, yeah, that was... Uh, Somebody. <gasps> that was somebody. Oh. I go, what? Is, oh, yeah. That was somebody. I go, there's no fucking way. That was And then I think that, yeah, that's actually what I wow. Oh, my God. All he got over. raped oh by him. <laughs> oh, my God. He got grabbied. And, and the grabbing wasn't like a soft, like a nice caress. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. As you can imagine, it was a bit violent. A bit it was like that guy. He, it's not like the guy in your building who's a massage therapist, and every time you run to him, run into him at the laundry, he's always like, hey, it's not yeah. bad. No, it's it's not oh, bad. you know, you're feeling really tense. Yeah. No, I, can't, I can't imagine there's much caressing going on. Like, oh. in, like in a, a hand job well, Jason Statham or something. It just, it's not going to be. What would? It's going to be fierce. It was, it was exactly what it was. It was, a, I, it was a little exciting. I'm not going to deny that it was exciting, but it was like, what the fuck? I had no just idea what that was. Molested you oh, yeah. in the yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah. Did he say hello? Oh, he said. But but the old Letterman bit. But I believe there's more to that story. Writer's embellishment. That's my favorite old Letterman thing. All right, listen, we've gone on enough about focus. We uh, we're gonna take a break and come back in ten seconds. Uh, that was literally go. enough about focus. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was the directors better. of Crazy Stupid Love. I expect good things from it. Early reviews are good. I want to check the movie out. I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, plus, I would like to see Will Smith come back, wouldn't you? Well, it, After it, Earth it, can't it, be the end. I mean, no, one no, no. movie's your end. I, please, this this is all the potential to be one of those great movies. I mean, everybody likes a good con movie. You know. Con. So out. next week we can find out if the Lazarus <laughs> effect worked on Will Smith. There you go. All that's right. that's a good way to wrap that up. So uh, we'll be back in ten seconds to talk more in depth with Stoney about the the film he's got currently in development, uh, Beachwood Drive. We always like stories from the trenches, and we'll get into a few of them uh, in just a few minutes. And oh, with special guest, of course, Mark Elias will join us as well. Woo-hoo! So hang tight. No, 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 that was the perfect conjure. Oh, that was great. What? Huh? Who Wait. Who? Huh? Say what again? Her? Her? Say what again, motherfucker? Who? Say what? Ain't no country again. It's time for Stony Time. Time to give some real time over from the show here to our guest. You uh, might know him like from our said, show so far. He's co-hosted, but he's yet to enjoy the riches of guest time. Mm. Because yeah, So now we, we're going to do that with him. We mentioned some of his credits before, but I want to mention a couple more that I think will perk up the ears of some of the movie guys here at this table. Also in 1998's Godzilla. <gasps> and appeared once on news radio. <gasps> you were on news radio? I was on news radio, yes. Yeah, so he's starting his first directing effort, Beachwood Drive. We <gasps> want to hear how it's going. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. That's good. Joining him is an actor who's appeared in, let me know if I got this right, in the likes of Teen Wolf and Justified. And he's making his uh, feature screenwriting debut with Beachwood Drive. Stoney Westmoreland and Mark Elias, everybody. Thank you. Thank you all. Can I just say that the the guest seat is far more comfortable than the the, the co-host seat? (laughs) It's like cushy. Oh, yeah? It's like a, what is it, a drum, drum stool? You call it what you will. We just want your ass to be comfortable. Enough about his stool. Hey! Okay, so, uh, 
tell us about Beachwood Drive. Let's just do that because I know you're just starting out, and the thing with any indie film is get the word out, right? Yeah. Yes. Get the word out. What are we looking at? I can play that bit all day long. Uh, so uh, so Mark wrote this great script, uh, which uh, nice. he, he brought to me, and we were working on a, another little feature together, and uh, uh, I was really excited about it. So we've kind of, he's been kicking it around for a while. There's a Kickstarter campaign that just started uh, last week. So in fact, we had the lovely Boobe sisters come and play at our kickoff party. Oh. Uh, and so we had a, a, a great time with that. We've over $10,000 as of yesterday so things are going well uh, we're always looking for more investors to come in and, and donate money and participate in it uh, so part of that is to get the word out part of that is to get as many people to come to us and give us give us give us money uh, to make this film uh, and we are doing some rewrites as we speak we are also talking to composers. We just got Matthias Saunders to sign on as our, you guys may not know Matthias, but Matthias Saunders to sign on as our DP, super, super DP guy. Uh, and cool. we're having a great time as we walk it down. So trying to raise the money, looking uh, through the Kickstarter campaign, we're also looking for investors. And it's B-E-A-C-H, Wood Drive. Not B-E-E. So when you jump to Kickstarter and look for it, that's what you oh, search, yeah. right? You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll come up. Beach, like the beach with the sand. But <laughs> Beachwood is all one word. Yeah, right. Of course. Like, it, the, like there's a street in town, right? In it's LA. the street that goes up to the Hollywood sign, which Tell, I actually oh, lived okay. on gotcha. for four years. Oh, wow. T- tell us the story of uh, this movie. Um, the story is uh, a guy who is working as a liquor store delivery guy, and basically he's seeing, seeing the world, the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, but only from an outside standpoint. So trying to figure out how, how can he can get in on that world and live in that world. And... Uh, when opportunity comes uh, and and presents itself to him, uh, you accept it. And 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 how much farther do you go down the road to get what you want? And what are you giving up of yourself? So, he begins a downward spiral with the, through the other characters he meets and just making progressively poorer and poorer decisions until <laughs> we reach uh, an ending In that Los could Angeles? never be reversed. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It sounds In very. Los Angeles. It sounds very foxcatchery to me. It, but but it is exactly no like that. There's no gay wrestling. But nothing like it at all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. And it also doesn't take place in Pennsylvania. And there's oh. also no Steve Carell. And there's no large note. Yeah. And no wrestling. But it's exactly no like that. Okay. Family. No, I was just thinking family. that you right. give up things about yourself for the love of your art. Um, but in this case, it's not about art. In this case, it's about. Oh. In this case, you got a guy who's been invisible, hasn't been seen, and, and that nobody sees, mm-hmm. and it comes down to what do you give up for attention what do you give mm. up to have somebody see you and pay attention you know is that silly stupid avatar moment uh that whole idea of i see you i see you that whole moment uh i, I did a actually paul and i did a documentary together uh uh two years ago now and it was with kids who have been taken away from their parents because of either drugs or abuse and we were told early on when we before we started that some of these kids had never been seen mm. Some of these kids have never had Invisible. an adult look at them yeah. or talk to them. And the power that you see on the child's face, you remember this as we were shooting? Mm-hmm. The, it's no different on a child or an adult. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, once you spend this much time out of anybody noticing you, it becomes even more acute and more painful. And so when somebody does start to give you attention and does start to help you or think you're helping them or you think they're helping you, how far does, you, does it take you? And, and, how, and again, once you have that notice... It's you need that. We starve for that. You know, they say that you say that you need love, you need shelter, you need food. Help me out here. You're the smart one. Uh, five things that you need. What do you need? 
fire. <laughs> okay. There, there is. You need fire, good man. He's lost his sign. I don't even know who said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bart, 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 I think right? it was Lee. I think it was Lee that said Oh, no, it was Bart. There you go. Uh, but you need these things, and part of those things is we are, you know, we are tribal creatures. We are herd animals, and especially in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've been pushed out of the herd, or you've not been paid attention to by the herd for a while, we starve for that. Uh, and that's, so, and so, what we do—that's an interesting point because this is kind of an invisible city. Like a yeah. lot of people really are invisible here, and even even I think like like I was the master of clicks until I came here, and then I'm just sort of like you know, they're, they're, it, it, a lot of things dissipate. Partially the distance, but partially the the s- s- status and structure and and various stratas and stuff like Social that. Social hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect story to tell here. Actually, so this this character is 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 seeking that. I think yeah, I think so. I think. And this, does he become increasingly desperate? Is he? Is he? Uh, I think a, he's desperate. He's, he's desperate. He starts. It's just so funny. He he starts uh, a bit desperate and then gets fed. Right? Mm. And so what? Then craves it more. Yeah. Okay, and so then he makes, you were saying, poor choices as that moves along. To keep that attention. Okay. So, you know, if you if you end up getting somebody, if you get inside, somebody lets you in the room. Somebody says, hey, why don't you come on in here? And you Does get, he kill somebody? Does he, are you, were you asking for spoilers? Why would we do that? Why would that happen? Do you, are you asking if people die? Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you that. Okay. He can't tell you because he didn't read it yet. Oh, I have a little trailer. Well, I didn't finish it. A little mental trailer. I'm just going through a mental trailer. Uh, okay, I, I for your you. trailer, there can be as many dead bodies okay. as you need. <laughs> right. It can be three hundred. It can be four hundred. <laughs> go to the Kickstarter. As many dead bodies as you would like to see in the movie. That's uh, then you yeah. donate a hundred dollars for everybody. For everybody, <laughs> Karen, exactly. Karen would explain. Okay. This movie is a lot like Glory, except for the black Civil War soldiers mm-hmm. and the slavery and mm-hmm. the it's a lot place like the Pretty Woman taking place in the eighteen hundreds. Right. Another right. than that, just like Glory, except yeah. for there's no prostitutes. Well, there could be prostitutes. And definitely no Julia Roberts. It, Will you have body doubles? Uh, I don't think Never so. Mind. Are you going to be in it, Sonny? Yeah, I'm not going to be. Are you not? Okay. No. So you're directing. I'm directing. Okay. And uh, uh, you've directed. Before? I have. I've directed. Okay. Uh, I've directed some shorts. I directed this uh, documentary that we were oh, just talking right. about here. Yeah. And I also have directed a lot of stage stuff. Oh, uh, Stony directed I, Chuck Norris. I did I, last oh. summer. That's exactly right. I did have an opportunity to write and direct for Mr. Chuck Norris. That is wonderful. Uh, who's known as Carlos. Just, just throwing that out. And he's about this tall. He's as tall as Marcus. He's a short guy. He's, just, he's very And did small. not hit on you. No, he beat the shit out of me, though, though. I, 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 on the way out, on the, the, the Chuck Norris story, everybody's shaking hands and taking pictures. And, and my buddy from Washington says, no, no, Stoney wants the, Stoney wants the choker hold. And Chuck's like, uh, no, he doesn't. I go, yeah, okay. I, yeah. And he goes, uh, are you really want this? I go, yeah. And he's, again, he's really short. And he's got mushed mouth now because he's fairly old. And I go, yeah, sure, we'll do this. So my buddy takes the camera, and, I, and Chuck goes, he's standing right behind me. He goes, you ready? I go, yeah. He sweeps my feet out from under me. I hit him full force, full weight right on him. He puts, his, puts me in the sleeper hold, and I swear to you, I got four pictures of this. The first time, I was like, what? The second, I was like, what the? And as my vision goes in like this, he is putting me to sleep. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't fuck around. Oh, my God. There's yeah. no half-assed with Chuck Norris. So he did not put me all the way down. But I swear to you, my vision got to about right here. And he lets me up and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And goes on his way and my head's like throbbing. But I have pictures. Who gets to say they got choked out by Chuck Norris? That's wonderful. You have the best career. (laughs) (laughs) By that alone. Now, Mark, what challenges were there in writing a a feature? Because I know you've written some uh, for TV. Have you written for for TV, correct? No. No? But I should. Uh, you had writing credits on IMDb, so you have some experience. Oh, but, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. your no, first feature, you yeah? This is yeah. The other stuff I did write was episodic uh, type stuff. So this was the second feature that I wrote. Um, and the challenge, I don't. I think the challenge was just to keep 
your thoughts, like letting the characters play in your head, but know that there's a destination that they're sort of headed towards. So you can't meander too much. But once they start, the characters start talking, then once the voices start talking, they don't, you, you don't really have control of it. So it's more of just like, oh my God, this would be crazy if this happened. And then, of course, how many train wrecks can you happen? Can you make happen? Can you have happen in the third act? Uh, mm. So it's gone through a lot of, there's been like sort of people that have all had sort of feedback and things that I like and don't like about it and what you can and can't do. And then Stoney read it and like the first time we talked about it, I was like, oh, we, you completely get everything that I put into this. It was like, I didn't have to explain a single thing. Hmm. So I was like, okay, I think he should probably be hired for this. <laughs> now, did you connect with him first or the producer first and then find Stoney? Because there's a producer attached, correct? Uh, yes, John. There's, there's a, we've, got, we've got a couple of producers. We've got uh, I, John Browning, who's a friend of the show, or at least a oh, friend yeah, of yours. Yeah, cool. John's come in as a producer. And on our... Uh, our Kickstarter campaign, we also have uh, Kim Westerbrook. Oh, I think that's the girl I met. So she's yes. just yeah. working on the Kickstarter part? Uh, she is. No, she'll also be producing as we go through as well. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, so as, as things progress through, we'll, uh, she's doing a bang-up job running the campaign as well, so bringing in the money. Can you talk about like dream it, dream players to get involved in this dream now? Casting? Or do, do, do you put it out there? Or do you, I, 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 or do you say, hold it close to the chest? I can say I have to hold it close to the chest, but I can say that I have friends that I've made in the last... 20 odd years that okay I've done I'll do this. it <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry I have friends hello uh, Vin Diesel yes uh, and Vin Diesel is, uh, talks with me at least he talks with my pants uh, I'll give him a reason to stay <laughs> I'll give you a reason to stay uh, and no so the well, script cool. is the script is in possession of two two guys that everybody would know really well and, and that are friends mm -hmm. of mine and I'm trying to cachet in on our friendship and also, uh, you know, hopefully uh, bring them in because of the story. We'll see. Everybody's busy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them I can shoot in a day and so if he says no, I'm going to be really pissed off. Mm -hmm. And the other guy I need for a week and a week. So I understand that one a little bit more. Mm. And trying to shoot during hiatus so that uh, those guys who are on shows. Oh, TV people. Timing. Oh, TV people. Oh, it's going to be exciting when mm, the Gilfoyle from CSI, what's his name, uh, is on your show? That's right. Gilfoyle. Did I call it? Uh, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Dan Gilfoyle, what's his name? I don't, I don't know who that know. is. I tried to pick an obscure dude. So obscure I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that we're hoping to do some of that uh, casting. Uh, uh, again, what we, what we have is unusual in two ways. One is we have a script that I think is really strong and speaks to a lot of stuff. So we have that to offer out. And then we also, because I'm, again, I'm not new to town. I'm not new to folks. So that uh, Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I say yes to so much, and hopefully somebody will say yes to me. So somebody's, we'll see. I'm playing favorite the, time. I'm, I'm playing, That's yeah. good. Hey, I'm and playing can the you, karma game. And can you, but, but there's also a simultaneous uh, fundraising. If you, can, if you can cast actors of note, then that helps raise money. Yeah. Is there sort of a time limit where you go, can I use your name now you know, to, to, to help raise money? Well, it's funny you should mention that. So a couple of things are going on when you're trying to raise money for a film. One is we have the Kickstarter campaign that we're, we're running really hard on. Uh, I said hard on. Uh, that we're running really You were still stunning. Hard. Exactly. Thank you. I haven't stopped being myself. Um, you can read between the lines I, of the script. <laughs> uh, uh, so we have, we're running that campaign. We're also, I'm looking for investments out, uh, outside. Okay. So 
looking for investments. And if certain people were to come on board, then certain monies yeah. certainly become available. That um, that wouldn't that, be Kickstarter. That would be that would cor- yeah. that's correct. It would be something from a, a LLC uh, or something. No, it would actually be something from a studio. So yeah. we're talking. We're in talks with that as well. <laughs> the key is we're going to make this movie. That's so we're going to make this movie either through the Kickstarter campaign or through investments that we we garner or through name people who come and then allow us then entree into a, a larger pool of money because uh, we're committed you, you sound to like a producer this. do I? Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. are you going to get a producer credit? yeah there you go you got to get in a room and, and, and do some pitching man I <laughs> know uh, I've seen this man do it at the the thing uh, that he mentioned the, the Kickstarter launch party where Karen and the Boubet sister performed Stoney got up there and man gives a, he rallies the troops not only does he rally yeah. and, and do game. the Kickstarter but he kicks people out of the room I had to do that as well. You were very stop. <laughs> you scared the hell out of the other two Boubet sisters. Well, I, I let it go for as long. We had a homeless guy show up because we were having so much fun, and, and he was. We kept wanting to help out. And kept wanting to help out, and I went next door to the liquor store, and and, and he kept drinking my liquor, which was upsetting even more than anything else. And uh, I, I just had to go. Man, he gets this dad voice that is frightening. <laughs> Why he's got a well-behaved son? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you are not fucking around. Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's talk about since uh, let's talk about we, we ask this of every guest who comes on the show, and for you guys, maybe this may reflect uh, you know inspiration as to where you're going with this film. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh. Mark, Empire Strikes Back. Nice. Mm. Nothing to do with fund this. this. Fund this. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got taste. By a landslide. The old second closest would, for like a month in my life was 2001 Space Odyssey. Nice. Wow. But only for like a month. And then I was like, I got to be real. It's totally Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I hear your script is a lot like Empire Strikes Back, it's except ex- for outer space. It's, exa- and yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that, though. <laughs> Stoney? Uh, I, you By know, the way, so, we've made friends at this table. Empires, <laughs> so yeah, it's very yeah. friendly. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting you ask because I always, I always want to ask, and this is uh, I, movies that change my life or favorite films because there's difference. Because you can go through uh, Indiana Answer Jones, both. but you got yeah. Indiana Jones, Empire Strikes Back. You got all those movies when I was growing up. But I got to tell you something. I could watch. I literally could watch Casablanca every day. Mm. I love that movie. We had that come up uh, two weeks ago. Because some people will mention a Casablanca because it's a great movie and it's it's their favorite of the great movies. But you know, but but that is a movie you can watch it, over it, and over. It, That's it, a very entertaining movie. That it, is not an old fogey movie. No, it's not only that though. It's also the idea that you love somebody so much that you let them go. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I love that story. I love. I mean, I just love that. And I love when the French. I hate the fucking French, but I love when the French stand up and sing the national anthem for the for the Germans. It's a great movie. It is. I mean, it's not quite and Luke, I'm your father, we... but it's really good. <laughs> oh, Luke, well, I'm it's not father. Luke, I'm your father, but it's. We'll always have Paris. We will. And it's a beginning of a good, great friendship, Frenchie. Uh, oh, and I got to bring up one more movie. Mark, were you? You were in favor. Yeah, Paul Osborne is really? a dear friend of the oh, show. We all love serious? Paul Osborne. <laughs> Shut we up. we uh, hosted the the tug screening of that movie here in town oh, at the oh, NoHo wow. Seven when he like one of the first local performances just uh, in public, outside of festivals. Uh, yeah, and it was a huge thing. It was a full house and uh, Osborne, Paul Osborne, friend of the show, great friend of the show. Yeah, he's doing and really a great well movie. with that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so who were you in that? One of the. Uh, I was more of the uh, um, asshole office worker. Executive, yeah, with a sarcastic, uh, I'm sarcastic know-it-all. It's really hard. That one was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's... uh, I'm sorry, you said tug screening. Tug. uh, I've been to a few tug screenings (laughs) myself. (laughs) And Paul Osborne, very good friend of mine as well. (laughs) What did you see this week? 
kicked off that cue well, Stoney. <laughs> I can segue like a motherfucker. Let's get on to uh, what did you con. see this week. Now, it's, uh, so Mark, you can jump on in this as well if you'd like. We're going to talk about films we saw this week. And uh, we can start off if you'd like because Karen and I went to see The Duff. Oh. Last week, remember I was saying all three of the movies looked like they were worth seeing. Yeah. None of them are going to kill the, 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 next year at Oscar time. None of them were going to kill at the box office. And sure enough, they didn't. But McFarland USA, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, kind of. And the Duff, I was all interested in. We picked the Duff. We picked the Duff, and so we went to the Duff, and as we were walking in to the theater, Paul and I noticed that we were walking in behind a couple of Duffs. There were these four girls that were, there's nothing wrong with them, but they're obviously not the tall, blonde, skinny. What does Duff stand for again? The designated ugly fat friend. Uh, so we're going in wait, behind. Wait, if there's two of them together, don't one of them have to be hot? Well, no, no, these, okay. well, one of them was someone else's duff. Ah, I see. But they were all duff material. They, they were all duffed up together. So as we were walking in, Paul said, God, I hope this theater is not full of a bunch of duffs. And I'm like, oh, they're probably going to sit right Which next is, to us. Well, not and, necessarily what I was saying. Well, we meant just a bunch of teenagers who were going to be loud. Phone, yeah, because yeah. these girls are all crazy, but still duffy. So we sit down, and they immediately sit in front of us, and we're like, uh, here we go. But... It was such a great movie, and the oh, okay, message cool. was so solid about why these girls are okay with themselves and how great these girls are that they were cheering for themselves during oh, wow. the movie, and it was so empowering. It was one of those movies where, yeah, when, when someone gets the comeuppance yeah. or if somebody gets yeah. talked back to for the first time, you know, the, the, the whole crowd, <gasps> and you could see good. them yeah. all just finding, resonating with the fact that they felt this way, but it's okay, you get past it, and it does get better, and it was cool. It sidesteps a lot of movies that, a lot of movie uh, faults that other movies like it often fall into. It's not overly profane, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like we were swearing at There's no fart time. jokes. For the sake of that, nobody yeah, gets no kicked in the crotch. A, no one drinks a, you know, accidentally drinks a mm -hmm. glass full of cum, you I, know, like in some American <laughs> Pie movie or whatever. I mean, this kind of stuff goes on all the time in these in these teen movies. we got to one-up the last, how gross can we be? They're not doing that. They're focusing more on social status and building this girl up as a real confident young girl. And who? Who? Her? Who? Her? Don't be, don't be such an She's fantastic. Hog. Mae Whitman from Arrested yeah. Development. Mae Whitman is awesome. And She's Paul great. told me her. she is the little girl from Hope Floats, which I oh, love Hope Floats, and I love that little girl when she has her little fit and she doesn't want the dad to leave, and she spits and her glasses fall down, and she... It's her, and she's so great. And I've never had a Hope Float. Are they good? Oh, I love it. Hope Floats are good. Um, Stick with me, kid. <laughs> they, they're hard to suck through the straw. But, Adam, you... Go, Stoney. You nailed this. <laughs> You said that these movies only succeed as far as they embrace John Hughes films. Yes. Yep. And let me tell you. Huge house party. Does it know point, where it's Hughes is buttered? Oh, my God. <laughs> at one point, I started to cry. Awesome. And I hit Paul, and he's oh, like, what? Right. And I'm like, they're making her dress. <laughs> and I had such a pretty and pink moment. Awesome. I couldn't deal. The 16 Candles moments, his Breakfast oh, Club geez. moments. Uh, I, I heard an interview, with, okay. the late, I heard an interview with the girl who wrote it on, mm -hmm. on NPR. Uh, Bart, that's a place where smart people listen to the radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she was great. It was like a fresh air, maybe. And brag about it. Yeah, and then come on and brag about it later with my with my tote and my mug. Uh, no, but she said something really interesting. I haven't seen the film, but they said that they also didn't do one of these things where it's the girl with the glasses who does this thing and they oh. pretty her up and she takes <laughs> no. the glasses off no. and suddenly she's she's stunning. No. She is just this girl who is who gains confidence. Oh, yes. And finds her way through the world and, and without confidence any of that in herself. Yes, yeah, nice. absolutely. And so it becomes that's what the that's what the the writer was talking about. It was really lovely. And she has uh, two friends who are super hot. So that's when she realizes, oh my oh, god, yeah. everyone's seeing me as 
the one girl has got to be the ugly girl for a friend of the two hot chicks but the two hot chicks are written really well yeah as authentic friends of hers they're really that, her that, friends that, that, they weren't using her at all and they're so lovely yeah it all becomes all the relationships become a little more complicated and and realistic than just the the trite relationships that and you can think of in these teen movies the Okay, the only thing that they didn't do is at one point they didn't do the reveal where the guy's leaning against the car, the heartthrob. <laughs> yeah. There was saw no 16 that. Candles ending. <laughs> I saw yeah. that happen anyway. He's fantastic. Who is that guy? You got me. The Holy guy who plays shit. The Flash. Oh, he's oh. wonderful. Robbie God, ML? What is his name? Uh, Robbie ML? That or, or maybe play someone else on The Flash. He's so good. Okay. He's on The Flash, but Gorgeous he's charming as hell. Charming. Total Tom Cruise. Great Tom Cruise. He is. He's yeah. not the cruisiest, but he was good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Paul even fell in love with him. He I mean, we great. still have Tom Cruise, so we don't need Tom Cruise. <laughs> but he's, he's not Tom gone. Cruise-y. He's not gone. He's Tom Cruise-y yeah. for later. So it was, right. I would see it again. That's a great movie. Can I just say, uh, historically, I've always done very well with the Duffs. That, yeah. You know, yeah like, Everybody you're out, does. Well, when you're out with guys, and you always say, I'm going to take one for the team. You know, and that's what they address as they the look Duffs. like Mae Whitman. I take that. That's a, that's the, a the take Duffs, one. The uh, Duffs, they're the ones that all the guys talk to because they're approachable and they can give you the information on the hot chick. Yeah. Oh, we used to call them slump busters. Now, what percentage of the Academy is slump busters uh, and should we increase uh, <laughs> Bring it back around. Did anybody else see anything? <laughs> Uh, in the theaters or just movies? Yeah, they were in a plane, whatever at home. Uh, I saw uh, Midnight Cowboy this week. Oh, oh. I also saw Less Than Zero. That's depressing. This week. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Less Than Zero. Oh, oh my god, god, what a depressing like, film fest! <laughs> Less Than Zero is is kind of is that movie jail for me? Not seeing Less Than Zero. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that is. A, a Midnight Cowboy would be. Yeah, I've seen that. I think not seeing either one of them is like deep trouble. Uh, yeah, with, with Mark. Less Than Zero. I, we have yeah. a, we. I have a version of it. You can have it. Less than zero? I have a copy. All right. You'd I've, like to see it. It's I, early I, Robert Downey Jr., RDJ. Oh, I would like to see that. And Andrew McCarthy. Oh, I definitely want to see that. Yeah. And okay. uh, the other girl, the girl who's Jamie. Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Jamie oh, I Gertz. like all those people. She played Gilda Radner. Yeah, it's true. There you go. There you go. I, I heard a sto- there was a story once that uh, Kevin Smith on his podcast where they were talking about Less Than Zero. He had just watched Less Than Zero. And so now I can't think about this movie, and I still haven't seen it, without thinking, I guess there is a guy getting a blowjob in a closet, and someone like bursts in, and just for a second... Someone's getting a blowjob in a closet, but he spun out that guy's whole day leading up to that. I just think that's just such a funny idea is like that person that's in a movie for a moment, but that character had like a whole day oh, yeah. of how they ended up there. Anyway, Pixar anyway. does that, you know, with like the, the robot oh, yeah, who the cleans robot? the floor. They'll oh, show his whole day or, or Doug from up. up. He has a whole separate short, which shows what's going on while other characters. Now, are Less Than Zero shit. is a very 80s, uh, you know, a, you know, a. 80s cautionary tale, right? Does it still play now? Because I didn't see it at the time. Uh, you know, is it, it, it now going to... It's certainly, I mean, it's certainly dated in its own way. Sure. But, it, but it, I but think it's really, way, yeah, it's really strong, though. Yeah. The story's strong. The friendships are strong. The relationships are strong. And so I'm doing, you know, we're like I said, we're doing rewrites now, and we're talking about, you know, other things that we're working in. And so part of those things are, you know, in, part of the things that inspired Mike. Uh, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mark, Mike. the guy you're teaming with? <laughs> Wait, is this, is this is Lesson Zero and Midnight Cowboy a little bit of research? Like, is there yeah, a tone that's yeah. in the script? It's a little bit of oh, those that's... two movies, a little bit of Requiem for a Dream, a little bit of Train Spotting. Oh, oh, these are good comparisons. A little bit of yeah. LEI. Your movie is going to oh, be fucking depressing. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, uh, <laughs> there's no. Uh, you know, I, I was it's say, not going to have all those movies. I think it's just going <laughs> to. Yeah, it has a lot of. Anyway, so yeah, it's a little bit of, you know, a little oh, bit of research this week. 
Oh, well, that's uh, good research. Yeah, those are all great Midnight films. Cowboy and, uh, I mean, yeah. except for the one I didn't see, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you should watch that this week. RDJ, I'd watch anything RDJ does. He's amazing. Yeah. he's That movie's just a great. It's great. It's these three characters, and they're like, it's like that L.A. rich kid lifestyle in the 80s yeah. when they could have anything they wanted, and yeah. Will great. I get angry? I mean, something? That would, that plenty would of consequences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds like I'd be angry for quite some time in that movie, watching rich people piss uh, away their lives. No, I don't think so. Andrew and Andrew McCarthy, he's better than I remember him. Yeah, he's great. And he's kind of dreamy. He's very And dreamy. he didn't get a lot of movies to be that good in. Like some of those people Mannequin? really had like uh, okay. Wait a minute. Right. I forgot. <laughs> he was I in forgot. Pretty in Pink. Mannequin. <laughs> he was dreamy in Pretty in Pink. He was, he's dreamier in this. <laughs> so. Anybody else see anything? I saw Theory we'll, of oh, Everything. Mannequin two on the move. Oh, you saw oh, that? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, how is it? It was uh it was a board worthy for for that kid. Mm-hmm. It was interesting enough. Yeah, uh, I I think that I think that what I saw just before that was better was the um the other the Alan Turing one, the imitation game. Imitation game better. I thought ah. was like the story itself and all of the turns and twists. It was just I just was like sort of captivated and I really had no interest in the beginning and then I was like oh wow this is really good that best script win for the imitation game kind of came out of nowhere I hadn't heard a lot about that until the WGA mm. said we're giving it to the imitation game then it was the front runner for the Oscar and then sure enough it won in fact every movie nominated for best picture won at least one Oscar yeah. which in the oh, era of now where we can cool. vote for eight is the first time that's happened that's I mean really it's really cool yeah I mean the multiples for obviously like I said before Whiplash and Birdman and Budapest everything else won at least one and that's where imitation game won for its script I'm yeah. so I'm so behind. I was so behind on a few of the movies for the Oscars, like Imitation Game. I just didn't know anything about. Uh, obviously, I like that actor, and and that uh, premise is intriguing because it's the code cracker, right? <laughs> right. But I, I the whole time I was like, well, that's interesting. That's a movie about a code cracker. I guess is a historical thing, and that's why the Oscars are into it. Turns out he, there's a whole gay thing, right? He's cl- yeah. he's closeted and he's has to hide. And, it's, and I was yeah, like, talk about a movie making you angry. Yeah. He yeah. was ostracized yeah. for you know being gay. Oh, and also. Like saved the world. Yeah, yeah, saved. Yeah, <laughs> like no joke, saved the world. Like oh, okay. not we like would yeah, all, we would the always world. speaking German if it wasn't for this guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get on. Uh, let's wrap up the show where we always do with Karen's celebration of the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Take it away. All right, let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to the adorable Drew Barrymore, who turns 40, 40 years old. Oh, all right, now. I refuse to believe that Drew Barrymore, the adorable little girl from E.T., is a middle-aged woman. Think about that for a second. Firestarter. My God. All right, so if, wait we, don't, a second. if we don't acknowledge it, it, it isn't happening, so I'm going to move on. Wait, wait, she's 40? 40, oh. Oh. 40 years old, as in, like, middle-aged person. Okay. Sad. She's going to live longer than 80. E.T. is okay. the first movie I remember seeing. Oh, that, Ever? It's amazing. It's like pretty the, magical. The first memory of watching a movie and being like, whoa, was E.T. Yeah, it was a little ahead of you, Star Wars for me. But those are two good ones to start off with. Uh, Lash LaRue. Lash LaRue. Lash LaRue. Lash LaRue? Lash LaRue was mine. In the backseat of a drive-in. <laughs> Up next, let's wish a very happy birthday to everyone's favorite brother, Jason Bateman, who Ooh. turns 46, but Ooh. who could play anywhere from dry to arid. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Jason from his film work in Juno and Horrible Bosses, and especially for his four seasons uh, of Arrested Development on Fox and Netflix. What a perfect but thing. What television shows did Jason appear in before his big break? With the, and can you tell me what movie was his big break? Does anybody know? 
He was doing a ton yeah, of TV. I followed his whole career. All right, so what is his oh, big break for the movie? Game. Yeah, I followed his whole career. Do you want? Do you want? Or are we all playing the game? I'm no, gonna, this I'm is, gonna, go ahead. I'm we blow it. This is just, just the movie. Just tell me the movie. Oh, just the movie. Well, Teen Wolf two. Yes, okay. Teen Wolf oh. two. T double O. Yes, Teen Wolf as well. I would have thought he did something before that. All right, so now Leah, you can chime in too. But I don't want you to see the answers. This is so. going to work. This is not going to work because I can see them all. But you can't see the answers. <laughs> no. I, I want to conduct the game for the first uh, Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the name of a television show, and you tell me whether or not he was on it. And I don't mean oh, a star. Way. I just mean appearing as even a walk-on. All right. Are we ready? Yes. It's very exciting. Silver Spoons. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah, he was yes. at the Academy, I think. All right. You got that one. How about Growing Pains? Yes. Yes. No. Uh, I would say no. Yeah. No. Let, 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 ah. that, let that go around so I can be right about oh, that. Oh, okay. That's how I we'll go one okay. at a time. Well, I thought everyone was going to chime in, so in I, I said no. All right. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. No. No. I don't think so. I say no. It was the first TV show he was ever so, on. Oh, oh, wow. I was pretty obsessed with that show, too. I'm all right. Square that. Pegs. No. 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 You all win. Okay. Okay, good. The Hogan Family. Yes. That's yes. a yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was that one. Valerie and then Val- yeah, Valerie? Valerie's family right. and then the Hogan well, family. Well, you just answered the next one, Watched Valerie. Them all. So he was on oh, Valerie. Oh, that's all a good right. trick question. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Who was the, who sorry, was the yes. super? Who was the super in that show? Schneider? No. No, Schneider's <laughs> no. the other. Oh. No, but he was like oh. the Schneider character. Remember, he lived next door. They had a Schneider. He played Snoopy in Your Good Man Charlie Brown on Broadway. What's that guy's name? Anybody? I don't remember. Nobody. All right, never mind. Trapper John, M.D. No. I'm going to say yes because you're trying to fool us with yeah, this one. He was like a young kid who, like, I think that a, was off the air before he was born. He was a young kid who, like, fell on a fence or something. Oh, well, you're right. That had to be right. No. Emergency. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was an Adam 12. Was Go ahead. 12? Emergency <laughs> chips. Yeah, one of these. He's uh, My two dads. No. Oh, man. I don't even know that show. No, Greg it's a Evigan. no. Greg it's Evigan. just a no. There's more no's than yes's <laughs> on his list. Mr. Belvedere. Yes. Yes. Who says yes? I say yes. I say no. I'm being, like, Anti guy. Lee? No, he, or was Bart? Not, he was not. A he was not. A Thank Bell you very Bell. much, Paul. Thank you very much. <laughs> an episode? I think I just won the show. <laughs> or the show. He was on you two, won the show earlier. Two with, episodes. Oh, I had stopped watching TV by then. Right. Charles in Charge. Oh, I was just talking about Charles no. in Charge. Right? Yes, he was on that show. Anybody else? I'm going to say yes. With Gwendolyn Pierce. I'm going to stick with my no. I'm, it's not doing anything for me, but I'm going to stick with it. He was not in Charles oh. in Charge. Yeah, all right, I'll take How about Knight Rider? Yes. Mark says yes. I'll say. I, doubt it. I don't think so. I, you're Mike making Ray him was, sound yeah. like he doesn't do any TV, actually, because they're all no so far. <laughs> I say yes. Adam's not chimed no, in. No, I think he's too young. Knight Rider, Mr. Young. Noah's career? No. Yes, too young. No. Bart? No. He was a Knight oh, Rider! No! Oh, bitch! <laughs> Family ties. Okay, no. Wait, no. Yes, with the yes, with his daughter? sister. With his with sister. sister? Yes. His sister's in it. Yes, oh, of course he's on sure. the show. I'll say no. no. Oh. Oh. And lastly, Webster. Little Webster. Little Webster. No, no, no. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. No. Oh. You're, it's your move. You forgot one. It's your move. That is the best theme song ever. Go back and yeah. listen to Movie Guys episode four. What was so fun about making <laughs> this quiz is that on IMDb you put in the movie that he was or the TV show he was actually in. Then you click another link and it says people who like this TV show uh, will love this one. So then you just start naming off all that crap and suck you guys in. 
All right, well, that was a lot of fun. And finally, let's wish a happy birthday to everyone's favorite Billy Zane, who turns 48. Who, whose favorite Billy Zane? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but can play. Not Billy Zane. Which Billy Zane is your, your favorite? favorite? Oh. Mine's the Phantom. But he oh. can play anywhere from a member of Biff's Goon Squad in Back to the Future, which he said he auditioned he? for the role. Yep. And anyone who got called back and didn't get Biff. We're in his his oh, goons. I had no idea. And then for some reason, Isn't that cool? in the, in the That's later awesome. ones, right? He had like a, a cowboy head. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's also Titanic, yes? Yes. 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 That's Titanic. this guy. And he Phantom. also is known as a superhero in Phantom, as Adam knows. Uh, uh, yes, of course. That's actually a pretty fun movie, actually. <laughs> Friend of the show, Mark Povinelli, worked with Mr. Zane recently on a pilot for Amazon called Mad Dogs, which. Congratulations, Mark was picked up, you guys. Movie Yay. guys bump. Yeah, boom, boom, bump. boom. Movie guys bump. Expect Beach to Drive to go well. We're yep, exactly. Our fingers are crossed. We all know Billy Zane as the bad guy from Titanic. Thank you. And some of us, Adam, know him from wearing <laughs> purple tights as a phantom. But did you know that he has gotten his most recognition from a five-minute cameo in Zoolander? Billy says oh. that he gets more attention from that in the... For that five minutes, than for his 30 years of character acting. When he walks down the street, people yell out, Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. (laughs) (laughs) But he likes that a lot better than what people used to do. They used to call him an asshole because of Titanic. (laughs) And he says, Come on, I wasn't the iceberg. I didn't kill 2,000 people. (laughs) And Lee. Wait, 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 wait. Before oh, yes? you even get onto that, I want to uh, want to say if you yes. would love Billy Zane, watch Dead Calm with Nicole Kidman. Oh. He's great in that, right? Oh, I've never that. seen he's it. Bad guy in that. Never too. Saw oh, it. oh god, he's got to be great in that. Yeah. Early, early Philip Noyce. Yeah, Noyce. Noyce. Oh, I know he's Noyce. All right, now Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. People are always asking me. Tell me two interesting things about Karen Volpe. Yeah. One, she loves everybody's Billy Zane, and two, <laughs> loves. When celebrities sing. I do. I especially <laughs> love this one because it makes me giggle just to think about it. So now we're going to listen to a little Mr. Billy Zane singing Journey to New World from Pocahontas 2. Wow. Straight to wow. video. And we're cutting to a minute into the song because Pocahontas chews up the first half. Of course she does. <laughs> no, Pocahontas, Pocahontas 2 is the porn version, right? <laughs> Pocahontas. Pocahontas. I barely know her. <laughs> we'll promise this. We'll find a way Maybe to she light the dawn of all we know. An animal of some sort. I like yeah. this life. Way. Singing bear, maybe. Stars, country music, this man. He's like Charlie Pride. He sounds like Charlie Pride. We should do a thing. Do you know Charlie Pride or Billy Zane? You can tell the difference. If you look at the pictures, you might know. Where was that, Karen? Uh, know, neighbors in there. Uh, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Uh, <laughs> together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Adam and follow us on Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as on iTunes. She's serious, dude. Uh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to sing louder than you. YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, oh. whatever, LinkedIn, all that shit. <laughs> Thanks to Stony Westmoreland. Hey. Thank you. And Mark Elias. Hey. Thank you. Hey, Mark Elias. Give us some final plugs for where folks can go to help out the movie. Uh, best place to go would be beachwooddrive.com. No, beachwooddrivefilm.com. God, nice. I suck at this. This is why I don't do this. Beachwooddrivefilm.com. Yes. Uh, and that'll take, it, that'll take it to the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, you can also look us up on Facebook, and you can also just contact uh, me. Right on. 
Hey, Stoney! You know, That's right. Thank you. you know, Run into him in a stairwell. Your favorite Stoney. That's right. I'll be in a stairwell near you, waiting, lurking, maybe. You could raise money that way. If I have to. Raise looking to shoot way. when? <laughs> uh, we're hoping to, if, if all things go well, we'd love to be shooting again because I have to shoot, uh, I'm hoping to shoot around, pilot, uh, not pilot season, but uh, episodic season, so I'm hoping to shoot this summer. Maybe right you can on. get Billy Zane in the movie. Oh, maybe he could sing us a song. I love it. Can you say this is William Shatner and you're listening to the movie, guys? You want me to say it? Yeah. Uh, this is William Shatner and you're listening to the movie, guys. <laughs> And thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show. Everyone, we can remember you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we'll be back with uh, the March films are coming, and hey, we will see you then. Start to get better. Yeah. yeah. In March? I think so. A little marginally. I hope so, Lee. I hope so. We all, I hope so. We all hope so. The fan.